Masechet Pesachim, Taf 60. We are halfway through. Uh, so uh, we have a, um, a very interesting, beautifully structured uh, sugya. We're going to see a Mishnah that mentions four activities that have to be done or essential for every sacrifice. And when you do these activities, not only the, the, the action is important, but also the intention. You have to do it with proper intention. If you do it with the wrong intention, then it, be, it invalidates the sacrifice. Uh, we learned this from the father's pasuk that says, um, some sacrifice that you have to eat for uh, three days. If you have in mind that for two days, if you have in mind you can eat it for three days, then it's invalid. So this word, which will mean it will not be considered, we're reading it as you're not allowed to think of the improper intention while you are sacrificing um, and doing these four activities. Okay, so that's a basic rule that we'll see. And the question is, uh, what if you do it with um, for the proper intention and for improper intention at the same time or, or, or alternating? And then we'll see uh, two questions that the Gemara will get into based on that. All right, let's start with the Mishnah. We'll see what we're talking about. HaPesach SheShechato SheLo Lishmo Okay, Pesach, you have to uh, um, slaughter it. That's the first activity that, that is essential with a proper intention, meaning for the purpose of a Pesach. While you're slaughtering, you say, I'm slaughtering this so that it will be a Korban Pesach. If you, if you had a different intention, you take a Korban Pesach that you designated before as a Korban Pesach, and you say, I'm going to slaughter this as a peace offering, as a Shalamim, then it's invalid, right? Even though even though you did everything correctly, just by thinking or by saying. That's a machloket, whether it's uh, you, you have to verbalize it or even by thought. Uh, the Mishnah just uh, uh, doesn't say either way. Uh, it sounds like maybe even like even just thinking about the wrong thing makes it no good. Okay, that's number one. Second one, kibel. The second thing one does with the blood is um, as soon as the neck is cut, that blood that comes out, which is the lifeblood, has to be collected in a, uh, in a bowl. Uh, so that's the collection of it is essential. And that also has to be done with intention that it will be a, a Passover sacrifice. Vehalach, that's the taking it and walking it over to the Mizbeach from the place that you slaughter it. That is also an essential part of the service has to be done with proper intention. Vezarak, and that's the throwing onto the Mizbeach like we have here. Any of these that are done with intention for a different sacrifice, the sacrifice is invalid. Okay, so that's the first four. Um, notice how it mentions the first one separately, and then the other three all together. But what it means is any one of these individually, right, um, uh, will invalidate the whole thing. Now, what if you did it, lishma and shelo lishma? In other words, you say, I'm bringing this, I'm going to slaughter this for as a Passover sacrifice and also as a shelamim, right? You say opposite things that make, it makes no sense. Um, uh, if you do that, what is the case? Because you did say the right thing, 
but you also said the wrong thing, right? Or the other way around. First you say, it's gonna be a, a, a peace offering. And then you say, it will be a Passover offering. No good, right? Even though you said the right thing in there, you also said the wrong thing. So it's out. Okay. Uh, now it will elaborate. What does that mean? How, how so? If you have intention, at first, uh, there'll be Korban Pesach, and then you say, you know what? No, I think it'll be Korban Shalamim. No good. Or, And similarly, um, at first you have the wrong intention, and then you have the right intention. It's also invalid. Okay. Um, so that's the, that's the first. Uh, uh, that's the Mishnah. Now, the, the Gemara is going to ask about, these, about this case. You see here, we mentioned these four avodot, these four uh, services. Um, when you have this improper, proper and improper intention, uh, do they mean that this would be, let's say, Shechita I did uh, with proper intention, and then Kabbalah with improper intention, the receiving, right? Or is it within one service? While I'm slaughtering it, I had both intentions in mind, first one and then the other. All right? It's not really clear from the Mishnah which one it means, right? And at first it says, all uh, any of these that you're done without intention. And then it says with and without. Does that mean uh, along successive ones or within the same one? Uh, okay, so that's the question that we start off with. Um, was it within one activity uh, or not? Pesach and, you know, within one. So we're going to see attempted proofs that is, it does mean, in fact, within one activity. Uh, within While doing Shechita, first I say it's for Pesach, and then I say it's not for Pesach. Uh, we're going to attempt four proofs two from our Mishnah, the beginning of our Mishnah, the end of our Mishnah, and then from the next Mishnah that we're going to see on tomorrow's daf, uh, part one and part two. None of these proofs will be conclusive. Okay, but let's see the, the setup of the question. Is when we say mixed intention, is that mixed intention within one activity or over over the span of two activities that one of them was good and one of them is no good. Okay, here's the deep here's the deeper essence of the question. Uh, if you say that we're talking about within one activity, then this would follow the opinion of Rabbi Yoseh. Rabbi Yoseh, in a kind of similar case, uh, talks about someone who says um, this animal is going to be a uh, a, a burnt offering and a peace offering. Um, and so he says both of those things. So Rabbi Yosef says his entire statement has to make sense, both the beginning and the end. And therefore, even though it's contradictory, because it can't be both a burnt offering and a peace offering, uh, the second statement that he says still takes effect. And therefore that animal will have the stringencies of both a burnt offering and a peace offering, which are contradictory and impossible, he ends up having to have to uh, let it uh, go and go, go to waste, be have a moom, and then buy other ones in its stead. But anyway, he says, you take the entire statement as valid. Because the Bimeir disagreed with him. And he said, you take the beginning of the statement, right? The beginning of the statement, he said, this is a burnt offering. That's it. It gets a burnt offering status. Even if afterwards he said, and also uh, a peace offering, doesn't matter. Since that the part B of the statement makes no sense, we just leave it out. 
Okay, uh, so you know, if I uh, if I give you something, I say, can you take this to New York and also Los Angeles, right? So it doesn't make sense. You can't you can't take it both ways. So then the Biosay would say, um, you know, uh, both are effective, and therefore the whole thing makes no sense. And I have to do something, you know, after I, I don't know, split it into two. Uh, the Bimeir says, just take the first thing I said, do that, and you don't have to worry about the second part of it. Uh, okay, so if we say that we're the Mishnah's mixed case is talking about one activity and the one activity is still invalid. That means that both statements apply to that one activity and that makes that one activity invalid, right? Because any one of the statements that I said there, both uh, uh, take hold. Whereas according to the Bimeir, if I said for Pesach and then I said not for Pesach, doesn't matter. As long as the first one was okay, even if the second intention while I'm slaughtering is not okay, it still would be fine. So that that would fa- follow the biyose. Or Dilma, the other side of Papa's question, or maybe the mixed um, messaging is over the course of two things, uh, first slaughtering for good intention, and then uh, take, receiving the blood for wrong intention. And in that case, the Mishnah could be authored by anyone, including the Bimeir. Because even he who said, you take the beginning, the, the first half of the statement um, as valid, and you can ignore the second half, that's only when it's within one activity. But if the first activity was valid, and the second activity I had invalid intention, that stands on its own and invalidates that activity, and therefore invalidates the entire sacrifice. Okay. Amre, ahaya, Wait, so now this question of Rav Papa, which clause was he referring to in the Mishnah? Because Mishnah first said Lishma and then Lishma, and then it said Shelolishma and then Lishma. If he's referring to this, this clause where he said Shelolishma first, in that case, everyone everyone would agree. If you said the wrong intention first, then uh, whether it's one activity or over the course of two activities, whether it's Rimeir or the Biyose, once he starts off with improper intention, then for sure it's going to be bad. According to the Biyose, Name Afbigmar, Name Afbigmar Devarab Itpasa Itle, Ela Alishmo Veshelo Lishmo Mai. Right? So according to the Bimeir, he says this the first in- statement that you say is only important. The first statement is invalid, then surely the whole thing is invalid. Even according to the Biyose, he doesn't say you follow the second statement, but rather both, right? Both are, 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 are uh, effectuate. And therefore, if the first one's no good, then for sure the second one's no good either. Okay, so we're not even talking about that case. Um, if you start off with improper intention, then the sacrifice will be invalid. The question of Papa is if I start off with proper intention, Within the same activity, right? I'm slaughtering, and during the slaughtering, first I say this is for Karban Pesach. That's good, and then I say no, I'm going to make it for Shelamim, and that's not good. Can I ignore that statement, or not like Rabbi would do, or can I? Or do I have, to, or that, is that statement effect, effective uh, according to the Biyoseh, and therefore it would be pasul? And is that the author of the Mishnah? Okay, Ta Shema, first attempted proof from the Mishnah's language itself. 
וקיבל והילך וזרק שלא לשמו. ואיך ידמה? ידמה כדקתנה, למה לי עד מחשב לכולהו? מקמתה הפסילה. So when the Mishnah says, if I did שחיתה, for improper intention, do I take this as an and? And I also take to, uh, uh, received the blood and, walk, and, uh, and moved it and uh, sprinkled it, all shelol the whole thing. Well, why, why do I need to each of these examples? Uh, do I need to actually have all of them in, with improper intention? As soon as the first one is done without proper intention, the rest of them are all done, are all no good. Um, so it must be that it's talking about or if I did any one of the uh, activities with improper intention, then the whole sacrifice is no good. Okay, that seems pretty clear. That seems to, and that would be the, um, the, the that would be the pshat of the Mishnah. Um, okay. Now, if we assume that, then let's apply the same thing to the continuation. Right, when we say, and if it's a mixed intention, so if it says, I had the first one with proper intention, and then without proper intention, that's the same as the resha. Resha said, said, any one of them, if I sacrificed, for Pesach, and then I accepted the blood, not for uh, Pesach, right? Because we said any one of them, we said or. So then the mixed intention over two different activities is already something we spoke about. So what's the point of uh, adding another case about mixed intention? Therefore, it only makes sense to interpret the Mishnah that the, um, the next clause of mixed intention is talking about within one, because you already told me that any single activity, if I had improper intention, is no good, any one of them. So I don't have to say a mixed intention over two, therefore has to be mixed intention within one activity. So that would be a proof that uh, Papa's, uh, to Papa's uh, question, that he means even within one activity, it's no good. And that would be, that would be the opinion of Rabbi Yoseh. That's attempted proof number one, but we reject it. No, we can explain the Mishnah that's talking about two activities. And the Resha, which mentioned each activity separately, is actually talking about another really interesting case. Let's say I did Shechita, while I'm doing Shechita, I'm thinking that this Shechita will be for a peace offering, then that's no good, that's invalid. But the next case is, what if while I'm doing shechita, I have in mind that when I do the sprinkling, the sprinkling will be for a peace offering, right? While I'm doing shechita, I say, the shechita is gonna be for a Pesach offering. But while I'm doing shechita, I'm already anticipating that the zirika will be for improper intention, right? That's what it's talking about. And that's, that's no good. Uh, so that's the resha. The resha is all talking about while I'm doing the, the shechita and different pro- improper intention I have during shechita about the next things coming up. And then the sefa, the mixed intention is when I'm actually having improper intention while I'm doing the Kabbalah or zirika. Okay, so 
that's uh, that's possible. Sefa bezrika, right? So this is just continuing what we just said. The, uh, the 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 mixed intention section of the Mishnah is talking about when sefa deka b'shechita v'kashu bezrika. The Amar hareni shochet at the Pesach lishma lizrok tamo she lo lishma v'kamashmalan demechashevin me'avoda la'avoda v'hainu ba'ayad erav papa. Um, okay, uh, uh, sorry, let me just rephrase what I explained before. The Resha, let me look at the uh, at here, here. Okay, the Resha, when it says Pesach, when you did Shalolishma, that's when I do Shechita itself. And I say, I'm going to do this for improper intention. Or I did Kabbalah for improper intention while I'm doing Kabbalah. Or during Zedika, I do Zedika for wrong intention. That's the first clause. The second clause, or lishma v'shelo lishma is while I'm doing shechita, I have in mind that the shechita will be for Pesach, but the zedika will be for improper. So it is two different intentions while I'm doing shechita, but I'm talking about two different activities. That's what the sefa is talking about. But none of these cases are mixed intention for that that activity itself. So see, it doesn't address Rav Papa's question. Okay, um, so we rejected that. We're going to try number two. Tashema. Oh, shelo lishma velishma pasul. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, pasul. Hechidame. So now the next clause. Hashta lishma veshelo lishma mat pasul. Okay, so we're learning it from uh, here from a redundancy in the Mishnah. Since you said that not for intention and for intention is pasul, so if it's talking about two different activities, so if shelolishma and then lishma is pasul, then all the more so if it's lishma, um, shelolishma first and then lishma, uh, would I have to even say it? Um, if, if Lishma first is no good, then certainly Shalom Lishma first is no good. That rather, since that would be redundant, if it's talking about when I'm doing Shechita, with having in mind that the Zirika will be for improper intention, right? Uh, or if I have then if that's no good, then for sure it's no good if I do shechita with improper intention. And I also have in mind that I'll do zedika with proper intention. Wouldn't need to say that case. So rather, that can't be the explanation. Right? They must be talking about mixed um, mixed messages within the shechita itself. And since that this case is talking about two and within one, so to the resha, when I do other way around, is also talking about mixed mixed uh, intentions within one, and still it's pasul, and that would answer Rav Papa's question. But we reject this too. You're right, it is redundant, and I don't need to say that uh, the, the case of when I did improper attention first, um, but uh, since I mentioned one way, so um, uh, just to fill in, the, fill out the parallelism, we mentioned the other way as well. And so you can't prove anything from that. Okay, third proof, which is from the next Mishnah. Tashema shechato shelo leochlav ve'shelo limnuyav la'arelim ve'latemein 
pasul. While I'm doing shechita, I have to have intention that it will be, I'm doing shechita for people that can, are capable of eating a kezayit. If someone is like allergic to roast beef or has no teeth or sick and they can't eat it, and I do shechita for them, just for them, no good, because it has to be eaten. Um, or people who are not registered, Korban Pesach, people have to come and register beforehand. So I have to have in mind those 10 people, 20 people, whatever it is, that register. If I have different people in mind, no good. People who are, who are uncircumcised or tameh, who are disqualified, they cannot eat Korban Pesach. If I have them in mind while I do Shechita or Kabbalah, Pasul. Okay, so that's the next Mishnah. Now, Hacha Peshita Babuda Achat. Obviously, this is talking about one, um, one, this is talking about one uh, activity, right? Because I'm only, I'm doing Shechita. I have this in mind. So since the Sefa, beforehand we were using Resha and Sefa as within Mishnah 1, beginning and end of it, but Sefa just means the end. So now we're talking about the next Mishnah is Sefa. This Mishnah is Resha. So since the next Mishnah is talking about one activity, so to this one must be talking about within one activity having mixed improper intention. Wait, that's not the same. Just because the next next Mishnah is talking about one uh, one activity, that's it's particular to the context there. Doesn't mean that this Mishnah has to be talking about uh, one activity as well. Okay, so forget that one. Now, last proof, Tashema, Le'ochlav, Vishelo Le'ochlav. I want to show you the Mishnah inside, right? This is actually the next Mishnah. Um, it mentions, if I do Shechita for people that cannot, they are not capable of eating a Kezayit, it's no good. But what if I do Shechita having in mind both people that can eat it and people that cannot eat it, both people that registered and people that didn't register? Right um, for people that are uh, tameh and not, and not tameh, people that are circumcised and uncircumcised. Right, have them all, both together. Kasher, that's okay. Right, because they're not actually self-contradictory. I'm having a lot of people in mind. As long as some of them are proper people and they'll be able to eat it. So because I included some improper people, that doesn't disqualify. So that's the next mishnah where mixed intention is okay. Now. What would be what, what's exactly the case here? So maybe it's talking about two different activities. And the reason is because I had the improper intention during sprinkling. But that's okay because let's say I have in mind that I'm, I'm sprinkling this Passover sacrifice for the sake of people who are not capable of eating it. That's okay because sprinkling has nothing to do with eating. Only if I do shechita, which is about eating, I'm doing shechita, so it'll be now kosher to eat. Um, only that will make uh, make the sacrifice improp- invalid if I have in mind for people who cannot eat it. And so um, that's why it's, it's valid in this case because it's over two uh, it, um, uh, it's over two different activities, but one of the activities is zedika that has nothing to do with eating. Um, if you interpret it that way, uh, but if I did it within one, if I had in mind the mixed mis- messages within shechita itself, then it would be no good if I have it in mind for people that can eat and cannot eat. 
However, we have a principle that we're gonna see more later that if I have, um, if only a few of the people that I have in mind cannot eat, it's okay. Uh, because look, I'm always gonna have a, a big group uh, around that's gonna you know, register. And, um, and it doesn't, I don't have, I don't require that every single person in the group is, uh, is, is, uh, is worthy of eating or can eat it. And so this leads to a, a wrong conclusion that a mixed message within Shechita itself, mixed intention within Shechita for those who can eat and those who cannot eat would invalidate. That's not true. Rather, this has to be in the this sefa also is talking about within one activity, any of the activities. And since the sefa is talking about within one, so to the resha has to be within one. Okay, and now we answered our papa's question, right? No, is that the same? It could be different. The Sefa is talking about a different kind of case where I'm including some people that are Tameh, some people are not Tameh, right? I can include all those within one. It's not self-contradictory, and that could be Kasher. Uh, whereas um, whereas uh, the Resha is talking about different types of, of improper intention, whereas for Pesach and not for Pesach, and that might be talking about over two different ones. And so in the end, we do not answer the question. So that's the, uh, that's the conclusion of this section. We have four proofs and none of them are conclusive. Uh, when, so we, don't, we, still, we still don't know whether if one has mixed intention while doing Shechita for Pesach and for Shalamim, whether it be good or not. Okay. And that leads to the next question, uh, which is extremely interesting. This is a very special halacha regarding Passover sacrifice. Let's say I take an animal, a little lamb, I designate this is going to be Pesach, a Passover sacrifice. And then the 14th of Nisan comes around and I don't do Shechita on it. I don't prepare it as a Korban Pesach. Whatever, there was uh, too many people dropped out and they went to other groups and we didn't need it. And so now Pesach is finished. Okay. Now it's two weeks later and I have this lamb that I designated as Pesach. Uh, what do I do with it? So the answer is I'm allowed to do Shechita on it as long as I have improper intention. In other words, if I do shechita with intention that this is a Passover sacrifice, it's no good because it's not Passover anymore. But if I have sh- intention that this will be a shelamim, that's okay. Got it? Because um, uh, the improper intention actually undoes the Passover designation and then I can eat it as a, as a shelamim sacrifice. Is it really improper or you're just changing your designation? Exactly. It's like opposite day, right? Because on Pesach, it needs to be for, for the sake of Pesach. When it's not on Pesach, then although the default is it's a Passover sacrifice, because that's what I said it was going to be before, I have to undo it by saying, no, now it's a Shalamim, right? I must undo it in order for it to be kosher. But you're doing that with intentionality. It's the right thing to do. Yes. Right. Uh, okay. Even though it's the opposite of what I first designated, it must be done that way. Okay. So this is a unique situation. There's no other sacrifice like this where you must designate it incorrectly in order for it to be valid. Okay. So now the question is, what about mixed intention when you're not on the 14th, right? So this is two weeks later. And I say, I do Shechita on this animal for Pesach and for Shalamim. 
Now, what do we mean, right? So the same question as we had before, but now in, now in reverse. Before we said mixed intention is no good, but how about here? Is mixed intention in this case okay? Or is it the same as over here and also not good? Uh, we're gonna see th uh, four, three opinions, uh, four opinions. Ravdimi is gonna say it's invalid as a mirror image, just like the case but we had on Pesach as no good. So to, so to this case. Rabbi Yirmiyah is going to say it's valid, because in this case, the redesignation is weaker. Rava is going to say it's valid, because uh, we'll see his proof. Ravada is going to say it's invalid, and Rava is going to come back at the end and reinstate his proof that it will be valid. Okay, so let's see these four uh, interpretations. Mahu, on a different day of the year, I had in mind a mixed designation. What is the law? Does the intention that it will be not a Korban Pesach undo the intention that it is a Korban Pesach and thereby make it valid or not? When Avdemi came from Eretz Yisrael, he said, Oh, we discussed this question, and here's the argument that I said in front of my teacher, There's a mirror image. Having intention for Passover is what makes it valid on Pesach. Having intention not for Pesach is what makes it, val what makes it valid not on Pesach. So they're the same. Just like um, having having proper intention on on Pesach uh, does not undo the improper intention, right? The improper intention invalidates it. So too, the intention that will not be Pesach for sacrifice, not on Pesach, is not powerful enough to undo the designation that is also a Pesach, a Korban Pesach which uh, was the wrong thing to say. And therefore, mirror image, they're both pasul. When I said that to my teacher, Rabbi Yirmiya, he told me back, It's not a proper uh, uh, analogy because doing something without, proper, without the intention that redesignated, not the way it was actually uh, designated at first. That's something that applies for any korban. Korban chatat. I say this is going to be a korban chatat. Then I have to go through and do the shechita and kabbalah, all for the sake of korban chatat. The korban pesach is the only exception where, I when it's not pesach, I need to have intention different from the designation, and therefore that redesignation is weaker then it is for all the other sacrifices. And therefore, when it's not, when, it, when I have a, something that's not during the, uh, on Pesach, and I have, I think of it as a Korban, as a korban Shalamim, that designation may be uh, weaker than the other one, uh, all, than, than the other all year round. So it could be that the, the one on Pesach is Pasul, but the one uh, not on Pesach would be okay. They're not necessarily the same. Okay, so that that so that is um uh, that is rejected. So my Okay, now we're still stuck. We rejected that argument. Pesach 
So here's his proof. When um, uh, during the whole rest of the year, um, uh, when I designated with mixed uh, designations, it should be kasher. Why? Because let's say I didn't do anything at all. The the stem, the default is lishma. It's for korban pesach because that's what I made it. I made it korban pesach when ba, ba, you know uh, uh, before pesach. So vafilu achi kishachit leshelo lishma kasher. And nevertheless, when uh, when it has that default designation, if I come and say it's a shelamim, that's okay. So I'm going to take the default as a mixture, uh, as a, as one intention. Default is a is a pesach, and then I come say not a pesach. And so that's okay. So therefore, just like a default is we is uh, is is mixes with the improper intention and makes it valid. So too, even if I say it out loud that this is going to be a pesach, and then I say it's not a pesach, it should be the same. In other words, he's saying that just take use the default as an example of a case where I had the designated as a uh, as a pesach, whether I assumed the default or I said out loud it should be the same. So having uh, the intention not as a Pesach come, can come and undo even when I designate it, just like it can undo at the default. So too, when I actually do Shechita, uh, first for Pesach and then not for Pesach, it should be able to undo it just like it under the default. Okay, that's Rava's uh, um, uh, explanation, but uh, uh, this is rejected. No, maybe it's different when I actually say it out loud that this is for Pesach. Maybe that's much stronger than if I just assume the designation. And what's this proof? Uh, in the next Mishnah, if I say for people that can eat and for people that cannot eat, it's kasher. Why? But if I do shechita only for those who cannot eat, pasul. So you see that the default is not the same as, uh, uh, as, as, as an express statement that's improper, right? If I uh, say, if I, um, if I say, for those who cannot eat and those who can eat and those who cannot eat, it's, co- it's okay. Um, but if I uh, if I if I just assume the default, the default is for people that can eat, right? And then if I say explicitly for people that cannot eat it, it's pasul. So the default is not as strong as actually saying something expressly. Right? Uh, even though here the default was for those who can eat. Saying something explicitly is uh, stronger than not saying it. So to hear, Rava, you cannot compare the mixing with, of uh, improper intention with a default with improper intention and proper intention. Okay. Amale. So Ravas is back to him. Hold on, that's not the same. You can't compare the next Mishnah with our Mishnah. Right. In a case where I'm doing Shechita for the for uh, for the sake of it uh, being a Passover and not a Passover, this is when we're talking about when it's two weeks later, but it's not a, not, not on Passover. So there, as long as I don't undo it, 
So it's going to be assumed that it's for Korban Pesach, because that was my original, original designation. And so that original designation is worth something, right? But until I undo it. However, here, setame, if I don't say anything, is the default really designated for those who can eat it? It's not. Because people can come in and out of the registration as, as long as it wasn't slaughtered, right? In other words, let's say we have a meeting and everybody comes to, okay, who wants to join my Korban Pesach? And then 10 people come say, we'll join. Great, so they're on my list. But then I'm on my way to do Shechita and now they change their mind. No, I want to go with that guy. Someone else joins. It's okay, they can come and go until the minute that I, that I do the Shechita. Therefore, uh, the intention while I'm doing Shechita cannot be for specific people because they come and go. And therefore there's no default intention for those people. Um, and so the, the, you can't compare default in the second, next Mishnah with the one here. The people can register and unregister as long as the Shechita was not done. And so for that Mishnah, there is no a sense of default, but here there is a sense of, de- of the default status. And therefore, just like uh, the default status when is for Pesach, and then when I combine it with not for Pesach, they combine together and it's I say it's it's uh, not for Pesach and therefore valid, right? So too, even if I say it explicitly, this is for Pesach and not for Pesach, it should be fine. And that is the answer we end up with. So what we have uh, in the end is that on Pesach itself, um, if I have a mixed message, uh, we, we, we it's not clear if I do Shechita for Korban Pesach and then I say not for Korban Pesach, we didn't answer that question. But if it's not Pesach, and I want to make this thing, this animal that I had designated already for Korban Pesach and undo it. Um, I, and I, first I say it's Korban Pesach. Then I say, oh, no, no, it's not a Korban Pesach. Then that would be fine. And uh, we can eat that, uh, yeah, eat that uh, Korban as a Korban Shalamim. Amen.